0: Hey guys, I'd like to thank Anchor for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain real quick. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcasts for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's just everything you need to make a podcast with, all in one place. Go hop on over to the App Store and get the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks again. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is my uh, unnamed, currently unnamed podcast, where I just have some good natural conversations with some good friends of mine, and some guests later on. Today we're here with Heston.
1: How you doing everybody?
0: Um, Heston is from Bermuda. Heston, tell, tell them a bit about yourself.
1: Well, uh, like you said, I'm from Bermuda. It's a small island off of uh, the coast of the eastern coast of the US. We're about an hour, two-hour two flight away from New York and a uh, very small island. It's been my home my entire life. I'm a young entrepreneur, 18 years old. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities here to start businesses that don't exist. So that's what I do. That's how I spend my time.
0: <laughs> what right are now you... I run a... No, sorry, keep going. I was going to uh, transition to that.
1: Yeah, right now I run a, a social media uh, management business here in Bermuda. We got a few clients. And I'm starting up a, a HelloFresh Blue Apron-esque business. I'm in the process of doing that. Getting close to launch. Next time that we speak, maybe if you have me back on in a month or two, it'll probably yeah, be launched. Yeah, yeah, I
0: want to wanna have you back on once that's launched mm-hmm. and so you can talk about it kind of more in depth because I mean right now it's probably not that exciting is
1: it it's just the startup phase right. you know it's it's getting into it it's making everything work I'm going through government and going yeah. through health codes and it's a lot of the administration and, stuff yeah I'm, I'm getting the packaging all together getting right. accounting sheets up and running I'm getting the website up you know right. all the all the kind of It's exciting because I get one step closer and it's like, oh, it's getting closer, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much boring for now, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, uh, so the business is, as you said just a second ago, it's like Blue Apron and for people listening, hopefully you know what Blue Apron is. It's like a, it's a monthly Mm -hmm. subscription food box basically that gives you ingredients to make a meal.
1: Right, mine is a weekly subscription. I don't know if Blue Apron. I think that Blue I think Apron they is a weekly have subscription like, as well.
0: Like two times a week or weekly. I don't know. They have like right. Of stuff. Right. Um, it's we. It's interesting because I remember when Blue Apron first. I don't know when it first launched, but I remember when I first heard of it. They started mm-hmm. sponsoring YouTubers a lot, like a ton. Right. And yeah. they did a lot of um, influencer outreach, essentially. Yes, they did. Uh, and that's when I first heard of it, and it was kind of weird to me because it felt like just frozen ingredients, essentially. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know what it is now. Well, I kind of have a general sense of what it is now, but like, tell us a little bit about the ingredients of your food, like what they're going to be like and stuff like that.
1: Well, it's basically just going to be you know recipes that we mm-hmm. source or that we make ourselves with. Uh, we use fresh ingredients we okay. want to buy a lot from local farms. Obviously, we we on, live on a small island, right? Right. So, um we try and support local businesses and we're actually working with local businesses that are supporting us and giving us a place to rent. Um and so we're going to try and source from local farms as much as possible.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh you know, we have to obviously buy some things wholesale, you know. We we don't produce everything in Bermuda. Like yeah. it's it's small. So we buy things wholesale that are imported and uh And yeah, I mean, nothing's frozen. We don't freeze anything. I'm pretty sure that's how it is for Blue Apron and HelloFresh as well.
0: I I believe it is. I think it's refrigerated, basically. It's just cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we keep it chilled, of course, because if you let meat go above about 40 degrees, then, you know, it's not good to eat anymore. So we keep everything chilled. We have, you know, refrigerants and insulation in the boxes, and we deliver it to people's stores, and they get their recipes, they put them in the fridge, and they make them whenever they want.
0: Yeah, Um, because obviously it gets really hot in Bermuda. yeah
1: it gets a little warm
0: (laughs) right um and so how like what is it going to look like with the the sizing of like what options do you have with sizing where it's like how many meals per box how often stuff like that
1: well right now we have three options uh i haven't completely decided on this yet we're i'm still trying to figure out the launch phase because I have a competitor in Bermuda, one big competitor who's dominating the market right mm-hmm. now. so I want to give uh, more options than them for a better service. So right now, I'm kind of on three options: a vegetarian option, a signature option, and a low carb option okay for your box. and you can you know select your, your your type of box and then you can choose between three or four meals for two or four people. Does that make sense? Yes. yeah. So that's what we're running with right now okay um, and that's probably what we're going to launch with. I'm also considering just doing a signature and a low carb option to start mm-hmm. and then moving into vegetarian because I want to I really do want to take out as much uh, friction from the process as possible in right. the beginning but that's what we're running with as of right now.
0: okay. And so what does low carb what does that box um, like contain?
1: Well, it's different every week, of course, okay. but we, you know, we don't want to be giving someone the same thing over and over. They're going to get tired of that very quickly, right. but it's just, uh, basically three or four low carb meals, um, for, for either three or four, uh, for either two or four people if they choose, okay. um, for whichever they choose. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what you said, you just mentioned earlier that you want to offer more things, than your competitors. Then you have one main competitor on the island, mm-hmm. that I believe is the only. Only business in this, kind of. In this, in this exact
1: blocks. nature of this exact nature, yes. Yeah,
0: um, because I think business in general in Bermuda. Businesses in general, there's a lot of stuff, that we see here that is not remotely in Bermuda.
1: Yeah, right? there's this is a this hasn't been here until. This particular thing hasn't been around in Bermuda until late 2020, like right. December of 2020. And it's it's February of 2021 right now, right? So it it's very new in Bermuda. Um, there's a lot of things like that in Bermuda. There's a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. that, you know, are available that you can't, make as big as you can in the States. You know, obviously this isn't going to become a multi, multi, multi million dollar company because I'm in Bermuda. There's only 70,000 people, but right. I can make, you know, I can get it up to the point where I'm making a couple hundred grand a year and then move on to the next thing.
0: Right. right, right. Use that as, as a funding or capital for a, for a bigger opportunity in Bermuda. Yes, somewhere.
1: exactly. Right. Yeah. So my, my thought with it is you mentioned, um, you mentioned offering more. It's not necessarily about offering more, It's about having the options that I do have be so much better than my competitor,
0: offering more value, I guess, in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. So what I've what I've noticed is that most of the companies that are extremely successful doing this, Blue Apron and HelloFresh, obviously they have massive supply chains and, and they have it all. You know, they're really big, but. I want to mimic some of the ways that they're doing things because obviously they've experimented with tons of different things in the past and kind of come to a conclusion of what works best. Right. So, I think for me, in order for me to stand out and differentiate my business in Bermuda when there's already someone dominating the market, I need to do something that they aren't offering Mm -hmm. and offer everything better.
0: Right, because otherwise they're just not gonna a
1: reasonable price.
0: Otherwise, they're just not. They're gonna pick your competitor over you. You know.
1: Of course, yeah.
0: You you have to if something's, it's not a monopoly really, just because they're the only thing there, but Mm -hmm. it's like if something's a a solo runner in a market and they have pretty much all the market because they're the only option, Mm -hmm. you can't just release something worse than them. Exactly. Basic. It's very basic. You know. Doesn't make sense. Yes. Um. So. You're an extremely productive person, not maybe not extremely, <laughs> but you're like a very, you get stuff done, you know, you like, you have a, you wake up, you know what you need to do in the day, you get the day done, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I struggle sometimes,
1: right. but I like to think that I can get stuff done.
0: So what, what is your process of productivity look like? You know what I mean? Like how you schedule right. things, how you keep on your to do list. Stuff like that, right?
1: Well, I I have a mentor who um, I'm very close with, and they run businesses here in Bermuda. They Mm -hmm. they run a a pool cleaning business, and they actually told me one thing um, that has helped me through this process specifically. And it's very simple, and I've known it for a long time, but I haven't executed on it and kept it in my brain at all times until they kind of told me about it about a month ago. And they said that the thing that they do, and the way that they've been able to make things happen, is every single day. Every day, just do one thing that gets you a little bit closer to where you want to go. One thing. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Just do one thing. And more often than not, if you just do that one thing, you're going to do two or three things. Right. right?
0: You want. You're do going to
1: than. do a little bit more. But yeah. even if you just do that one thing, you haven't. You haven't cut off that habit, that chain that you're building, right? You, even if it's just one small thing, like for me, I'm working on the website right now, I'm getting that up and running. Even if I was just to go in and, you know, just make the navigation bar work, just do that one thing, that gets me a little bit closer to my goal, right? So that's what I've been implementing and it's been, it's working extremely well. They actually learned that they bought a house years and years ago. He bought a house and he basically completely renovated the entire house. Mm -hmm. And he was working 12 hour days. He was fishing at the time. Um, He was actually a fisherman at the time. And this is before he started his own businesses and everything. But he learned then that if he just did one thing every single day, it would eventually get done. And so he did that. And even though he was working 12, 14-hour days, he said that he for, for years he never saw his house in the daylight because he was waking up early in the morning and getting home late at night. Even though he did that, he would just do one thing every day. And within seven years, all by himself, he actually completely renovated his house while working 12-hour days and then sold really? his house for, for a lot more. Yeah, that's how he did it. And he he told me that little piece of advice. And I've just been implementing that even when I'm busy, even when I've got all this other stuff going on, if I just do one thing every day to get me a little bit closer right. towards the business being up and running, it you know it adds up. Right. So like that's what I've been doing.
0: You're busy in a day. You take a 10-minute break and get one thing done towards your, your, right. your main goal. You're still being productive.
1: Right. So I'll give you an example. Yesterday, for example, I had a lot to do. Um, I had a lot of errands to run for people. Um, I had to pick up. You know some friends, and there, there was a lot of stuff that I had to do that was right. not my stuff to do, but other people's that I had to do for them. Um, and I try and cut that out as much as possible, but sometimes it happens, you know. Every, yeah,
0: of course, everybody that's, that's
1: has why. to go through that once in a while, right? I had no time to myself, basically, but I said, I'm going to get one thing done today. So I have been working on a packaging list of all the packaging that I need for the food, and there was one thing still missing from my list that I couldn't figure out where to get it from, and the right one, and all the stuff that I wanted it was basically meat absorbent pads that you get at the bottom of like vacuum sealed meat that you buy from the grocery store. Right. And there's a business in Bermuda that has ones that I really liked and I couldn't find those specific ones anywhere. So I asked around and I, um, I spent, you know, 20 minutes just figuring out where they got those pads from. And once I did that, it basically completed my packaging list. And now, I don't have to worry about that even though I just spent 20 minutes working on the business yesterday and doing that one tiny little thing. It actually removed a lot of stress because I couldn't figure out where you know where they were getting them from. Mm.
0: Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So as you just said like a second ago, you had a lot to do yesterday that wasn't related to entirely on your business. You know what I mean? On this current business that you're developing. Yes. And so how do you... I don't, know, I don't know if you have a set way. I know a lot of people do. I know I do. But how do you keep track of all of these day-to-day tasks that you have? Like do you have a calendar or a to-do list or like a notebook or you just keep it in your head?
1: So I keep legal pads with me a lot. I love mm-hmm. legal pads. Yeah. And um, what I do through the day is I actually just have a clipboard with a legal pad on it and I keep it with me. And I generally keep it on the passenger side seat of my car. Mm-hmm. So, I just look over and I say, okay, I've got to go here and do this real quick. And then I get that done and I, you know, I check it off or I just know that it's done. Right. Any grocery lists go on a separate part of the legal pad. Um, any little errands that come up to the day go on like the bottom right corner. Uh, and then any other things, any thoughts or anything that I need to do tomorrow or anything that I remember just goes on another little corner of it. And that's kind of how I block it out. That's how I remember everything I've got to do.
0: Okay, yeah, so you're more of a a handwritten notepad, yeah old school kind of, yeah, 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 personally yeah. I, it's interesting how like I've tried notebooks and stuff, I have tons of notebooks that are probably mm-hmm. like half full of like different to do lists and different stuff I have to do <laughs> that I try to keep track of, but I'm not a a notepad person. I have so much more success when I just like have stuff on my calendar on my phone. And mm-hmm. I just like check it off as it goes. I don't, I, I know a lot of people, I don't know if this is why you use a notepad, but I know a lot of people like the notepad route for keeping track of all their tasks because of like the tactileness and the, the stuff you yeah. actually writing tasks on a notepad and then checking it off or crossing it out. It feels a lot more um, productive and a lot more satisfying when you finish a task than versus on a phone where you just click a button and the task mm-hmm. disappears. You know, so yeah, that... I,
1: I, I think that that's part of it for me. Right. And to be honest, the other part, this might sound weird, but I just love a good looking like notebook or legal pad <laughs> right. and looking at it and seeing it written out and seeing it completed and being able to go back through my week and figure out what I've done and where I've been and all that type of thing. I really enjoy that. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I, I also, have
1: a... sorry. it's kind of illegal for me to look at my phone while I'm driving true
0: so um, <laughs> no it's 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 uh, uh, um <laughs> so anyways i i have this i have this leather folio mm-hmm. that opens up and i have a legal pad in there um mm-hmm. never use that <laughs> <laughs> It it's by my desk i don't i don't touch nothing anymore
1: i have um, so many notebooks and legal pads i've got legal pads that are full size i've got White ones, yellow ones. I've got many yeah. like pocket-sized legal pads. I've got notebooks, bullet journals, everything. <laughs>
0: do you do you prefer white or yellow
1: legal pads? I prefer yellow. I do too. But I have a white one right now because it's the only one that I could get yeah. for a reasonable price. Because I
0: take a lot of notes. Like if I'm doing um, like homework or or I don't know some research for whatever thing, I take a lot of notes on legal pads. because mm-hmm. um, I actually prefer note taking on notepads with a pen and paper <laughs> than on my computer yes me as well um i don't know why it's so much fat i don't know it's so
1: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know if you notice this but when i was in school and i would take notes on my computer it would be like just basically like a stenographer i wouldn't remember anything it's just in and out right
0: i think that's a huge thing about it and also i don't like i love i love the freedom that i have with a notebook where i can Mm -hmm. write something over here and then like arrow it and go over here yeah. and like a diagram here but when you're on like a, a star, word document yeah. you have to do so much more to actually get um something like that you know like an interactive yeah. note i like completely that. agree Where on a I'm... word document it's just bullet points and you just like yes. you're reading sentences
1: yes so i think that a happy medium that i haven't been able to try yet but i would love to is actually the ipad with yeah. the apple pencil
0: yeah i um... i have some friends that that use the iPad and Apple pencil to take
1: notes. Right. Um,
0: And there's tons of YouTube videos I've watched on, on productivity on with the iPad Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's huge.
1: It looks like a great tool and it seems really fun to be able to like write and draw and use diagrams on the iPad. It
0: adds a whole nother interactive system of colors and brush size. Yes. And all this different stuff, right? Like pen, pencil, marker, Um, And you can also
1: split screen, right? right. So it's like, it's the best of all worlds almost.
0: Right. Yeah. I think, I think for studying as well, not like maybe taking notes in class. Yeah. But also for studying with that split screen where you have some article over here and you're taking notes on the left side of your, of your iPad and you have the article on the right. It just, it max, it literally maximizes productivity.
1: (laughs) Or even, even for someone like me who is starting up this business, I need to look through a lot of, you know, governmental regulations and stuff. And being able to have the regulations on one side and then jot down the important points on another, that seems like it's great, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really boosts the uh, the productiveness of that whole process.
1: Yeah, that's the main reason that I've been wanting an iPad is so that I can do that. But that's later. That comes later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really want an an iPad mini, but I really want them to upgrade it how they've upgraded the recent iPads.
1: Right. Yeah. The iPad mini has been everything. lacking a little bit.
0: Yeah. It hasn't been updated, I think, in at least two years. They might have minor updates and stuff like they release
1: every year quietly. So but... I've got a question for you talking about tactileness of like pen and paper versus digital. Mm-hmm. I know that you've been getting a little bit into reading lately. I don't know if you're still on that. Right. My question is do you prefer reading a book pen and like with? an actual printed book or do you prefer reading it on your phone slash on your Kindle?
0: A printed book. I, I can't stand reading something on my phone or Kindle or audio books. Really? Yeah. I, it's really annoying to me. And do you know why that is? I think there's two main reasons that I can pinpoint and there could be other ones that I just go right over my head. But mm-hmm. the two reasons I can pinpoint is first with my productive kind of, uh, with my productiveness in general, I, don't like like if I'm doing homework, I don't like being at my desk with my Computer, PC on it. Right. Because I have like right. Discords on there and my game like video games are right in front of me and there's so many like temptations that's yes. like oh I'm just gonna, you know, oh well here we go. I, I did a math question. Let me put my textbook aside and play an hour of video games. It's like yeah. I Let need me to reward be, myself with some video. Right, games, exactly. kind of thing. And then yeah. and then my friend gets on, it's like, oh well I'll finish that homework tonight.
1: Right.
0: It's like no, you got to you got to set it out where I I personally go to a separate desk mm-hmm. where um that's completely away cuz my desk my, my PC desk is in my room and so I have mm-hmm. a desk on another on a different part of my house where I go to with like all of my homework and that's where all of my math and writing and all that kind of stuff is that I mm-hmm. do there and then that way it's a lot more um kind of solidified as a workspace. And, right. Because I think it's the whole thing of bringing work home, you know,
1: mm-hmm. you, you, you're kind of you, cutting out distractions. Exactly. And it, it's you're letting yourself productive. flip focus and get and into so like a little bit of a flow state.
0: I think this goes with if I'm reading something on my phone and I'm reading a book and I get a text notification from my friend. It's like, right. hey, do you want to go to lunch or whatever? Do you want to play video games? Right. I have that distraction now in my hand right in front of my face. Right. right. Literally yeah. covering words of, that I need to read on my book. right <laughs> and so i i set my phone away and i go read somewhere else in a different room with a book and thus that distraction is that distraction's gone like completely out of my head
1: yeah and i'm distracted it cuts again. out it cuts that out
0: yeah it's it's that and it's the tactileness i like the feeling of finishing a page and physically turning it
1: right is conscious some more books feel so good me. i've got to admit some books feel so good yeah and they no, look so
0: good. the weights of paper
1: mm-hmm. it's yeah. like
0: like um like a lot of Bibles, the paper is really, really thin. So thin. Yeah. Because there's it's so tiny. much words on it and it, it, it the the form factor is so compact that the paper is so thin.
1: Well, they need to fit three thousand exactly. pages in there. Right. That, you know, they wanna make it readable. They don't want to make a huge book.
0: Right, exactly. And so they have to make the paper so thin and I hate like that that thinness of a paper. I it's yeah, so me too. I feel like I'm gonna rip it every time I turn it.
1: Yeah, I have a book. It's uh, called Ikigai. If anyone wants to check it out, um, and the design of the book—the front, the back—it's so gorgeous. And then you open it, and the paper is like not too thick, but it's the perfect thickness. Right. And the, the it's the the letters are like spaced out to the point where it's so easy to read. And it's just such a beautiful book to hold and read right. that I feel like if I had first gotten that on on my phone. I wouldn't have had the same experience with it as right, exactly. buying it in person.
0: There, there is totally something to be said about part, partially liking a book because of its form factor, like how big or small it is, how right. wide, how thin, right, and and what the I, paper is like. It's a part of the experience of reading.
1: I hate, and I might be crazy here. <laughs> I hate most hardcover books.
0: Um, most of them i think i disagree with that i think i prefer hardcover over over, over really? paper.
1: yeah so ikigai the one i was just telling you about is a hardcover mm-hmm. but it's a small book it's only like right. 200 and something pages and it's very like it's not big um the thing that i notice about most hardcover books is that they get very like tall and wide right. rather than long because you can only fit so much in a hardcover book i guess i don't know but I don't like that. I prefer smaller books. Right. That might just be me. Do you feel that way?
0: Um, I prefer. Do you know Hunger Games? Yes. You know the size of those books?
1: Uh, yeah. They're kind I of. So. They're
0: basically just average. Like they're the most average book. Right. Um, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like hardcovers too because the way I hold a book is usually in one hand. I hold it. Where right. like the back is in between my thumb and my index finger, like the the ah, spine of the book. I mean,
1: right. That's and a so it, yeah. Lays, so the hardcover will keep it open.
0: Right. It lays open in a paper cover. I have to hold with two hands most of the time, or hold at the top with one hand. Yeah, um, that's that's I true. Prefer, I just prefer that hardcover. The the way of holding that. Right. Is I, think better, that, I think
1: that I think the thing that I prefer one of the things that I prefer about soft cover is that I can lie down on my side and put my thumb in the front to hold the pages open right. and my fingers on the back to hold, you know, to just hold it. And that way the pages won't like fall down and the, it, the hardcover won't fall down and stuff. Right. It's more soft and pliable. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you,
0: do you read lying down or sitting up most of the time?
1: Um, Most of the time when I'm reading, I'm reading on my phone on the kindle app right if i'm reading a real book so so do you uh,
0: prefer reading on on kindle
1: i enjoy both mm-hmm. the reason that i prefer reading on kindle app on my phone as of right now is because it's easier i can do it with one hand in any position right
0: right yeah, that makes sense. And also what we want... said you don't have to remember to take your book somewhere. You know what I mean? Yes. That's yeah, true.
1: so I, I really want to Kindle Oasis. Yeah. Because it has like the grip and it has the easiness of reading it. And it's the perfect. So status. that's that would be my preferred method of reading, yeah. because then I've got all my books in one place. It's easy to hold, easy to read, easy to flip through the pages. Right. Um
0: Yeah, they've that said,
1: when I'm reading a real book most of the time i'm lying down on my back reading it mm. to answer your question
0: that's interesting i i don't like reading lying down at all it's like really? very uncomfortable for me yeah i always read in a like a lounge chair
1: yeah it is more irritating reading lying down
0: um i don't know why i think
1: okay i, I have know. one instance where a real book is always better why and that is when you're on the beach and it's sunny
0: Oh yeah, and you're under
1: an umbrella on a lounge chair. <laughs> That's always better with a yeah. real book.
0: No, it's that, it's that paradise feeling. It's like that yes. on vacation. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So back to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah. That was a big digression. Huh? <laughs> um, it's just about books. Um, so with your business, yes. I, have a, I have a few more questions. With your business, what do you think your target market is? Like who are My you? My target you so I'm assuming that... you're
1: talking about the new business.
0: Right, your your um your your food subscription box.
1: Right. So Bermuda has a lot of international business come in because of tax benefits and just a lot of things like that. Insurance mm-hmm. there's a big insurance market here in Bermuda because of dating back to the 80s. Like there's a big thing that happened in the US insurance market that brought a lot of the business here. Okay. So they bring in a lot of international workers um, to work for these companies. So I believe that a lot of my customers are going to be young, 30s couples or singles working for international businesses that have way too much money that they don't know what to do with and work all the time so they don't have time to learn to cook or make their own food. Yeah,
0: I I think that's something interesting where uh, I think you'll find that millennials and – gens like late older gen z people Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. maybe in their like kind of like you like 18 or to 20 or whatever right they i think this i think those generations of people work more like Mm -hmm. they i think they have a i think they want to work more you know i think i specifically for me but i think um i also speak generally in a certain aspect that I, like working is not about retirement for me. It's not about getting that, getting enough money to then being able to retire in like this house or whatever with like my family and these kids and this car, whatever, right? And having enough money yeah. to live out the rest of my life. Working is about the, I think it's about for me at least the having yeah, a certain I amount apologize. of income.
1: Yep. Pardon? Pardon? I apologize. I dropped something. I didn't know if you heard it. (laughs)
0: Having a certain amount of income um, that I'm satisfied with to then have for the rest of my life and the pleasure (laughs) I get out of my job. Right. Right. Which goes along with the working a job you hate. You got to work a job that you like, right? Because you got to want to go to work and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I I can agree with that. I think for me, I've never wanted to work for somebody else. (laughs) Right. I, I don't know. I might have an issue with authority. I might just be too into entrepreneurship and doing right. my own thing. But the most fun that I've ever had in my life has been recently in a car in the middle of the day when everybody else is in an office working. I'm running around doing things to get this up and running. And right. that's like the you, most you, fun. That I've you
0: had. feel the hustle. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like you feel yourself moving towards an objective that you've been wanting for Months to years, you know? Yes, absolutely. And, and you also see the progress then as well because you're yeah. physically working towards it.
1: Yeah. If I had to, I should really keep like a basically just like a bar that's like a percentage 0% to 100% because I feel like I know exactly where I am in the process. Right now, I feel like I'm 65% of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just everything's got to come together and finish at the right time to make it all work. That's kind of how I feel right now.
0: Yeah. Everything will eventually fall into place once you hit one building block, kind of like that.
1: Yeah. So right. talking about business, do you have any more questions for me or I've, cause I've got a question for you? Oh no, you can go. So you have recently been starting your own little thing, uh, your own little business, small business, just like me to, small business owners now where you are, <laughs> you are offering website services to people.
0: Right. So yeah. So um, how did,
1: how did you come into that? What, you know, how did that go?
0: Well, you and I started <laughs> a design agency, design slash branding agency, kind of a confusing phase. Um, yeah. That was a,
1: that was an interesting period. It, but... I think it's, <laughs>
0: Going off topic just for a second, I think it's interesting how far we've come in business development from then.
1: Yeah, and also think how that,
0: much that mattered. I think
1: it mattered a lot.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll get into that in just a second. So yeah, I'm I. It started with this design slash branding agency that you and I started, um, mm-hmm. called Studio Beak, and now I'm stuck with the name because. <laughs> 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 Now I'm stuck with the name, but I kind of put it – I turned it into a social – once you left because you wanted to – we had some complications with the administration side of it, the fact that you're in Bermuda and I'm in the U.S.
1: Yeah, there was no fight. Just to be clear, there was no fighting or anything like that. It It was completely mutual. It it was
0: just – this is going to be so goddamn complicated (laughs) to start and so like impractical for what we're probably going to get out of it. Yeah. Um, So – he went his separate way, and he decided to open up a social media marketing kind of thing, um, and I went my separate way and kind of kind of stood with it for a little while, like sat on it and didn't really do a lot with it and figured out that I – like probably the easiest path for me to go with was social media marketing, but eventually I decided that I hated that. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> I think to be fair, neither of us wanted to do that. Yeah. Because to be honest, I barely did anything. You barely did anything,
0: right? We
1: and we weren't putting in our full effort,
0: right? And it, it, so, and so now I've just come back with it for website design because I really enjoy design and branding, mm-hmm. especially. But we're really focusing, honing in on um, the quality of one service. You know, so instead yes. of a huge agency that offers oh, here we go, we're gonna rebrand you, we're gonna create you a new website, we're gonna market your new website, we're gonna do this and this and this and every other other service out there, you know what I mean?
1: Just one service.
0: Right, we're we're focusing on the quality of a single service and making it the best it can be. So instead of you're getting marketing, branding, and a website from us, right? So you're getting like a mm-hmm. logo and all this social media redesign and stuff like that. Rather
1: than like a full, full service agency. Right, it's more where like
0: everything is kind of subpar we're mm-hmm. we're honing in on giving you one thing that's amazing. You know right. What I mean, and then you go somewhere else for for the other thing that's amazing, right? We don't want you to have us for everything cuz we don't want to give you all of these subpar uh aspects services. of your business services, yes. right? We want to make sure yeah. that you're you're well off with at least this one thing and then you can you can go somewhere else for all the other stuff. So yeah, yeah. we're we're going into web design now and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's good.
1: That's great. That's great to hear. What has your process been like for kind of getting that off the ground, if any process?
0: Um, right now we're working off of Dribble with our portfolio because our website is still – we're still designing our own website. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody says, hey, can I see your work or stuff like that, I'll generally send them um, – like a, a our dribble our portfolio. Yeah. Cause that has all the right. stuff. Um, and yeah, basically it's just, we had to set up the, uh, we had to get all of the portfolio pieces onto dribble cause we had a website before and then, but we, that wasn't surrounded around web design. So we shut that down and we took the portfolio pieces that we had and put them on a the dribble and now we're designing our own website. So we're in the early right. stages, but we're still able to work. You know what I mean, right? I think that's right. What's so, yeah. What's so good about this kind of industry?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so. That's. yeah, Sorry.
0: So on the on the topic of of how much us starting that business together helped, mm-hmm. um, I think I think it's really interesting as kind of we agreed on before how influential it was for us for for a learning experience from a learning standpoint. You know where we yes. we didn't do good <laughs> yeah like our our administration of that business what we were putting together the, the the things we were writing all that stuff we wasted i think so much time
1: i'm so much money so much yeah it, it was um, it
0: was pretty crazy yeah and but i uh, think i think that was so important for how much because because what we did in how probably what like maybe two months
1: it was, it was for a while, I think. Maybe I think it was like three or four, three months, or four months that we were kind of – not all of that time was us actually working every day on it, but, right. you know, but we, were, we were putting in some time.
0: In the course of three to four months, we probably had 40% of a business.
1: Maybe not even. Maybe I not even. So.
0: And in the course of like a week, I've put together probably 60% of a web design agency and – over the course of how long have you been doing your thing? Your, um, your food I've been
1: really focusing on this for maybe two weeks,
0: right? And you have like sixty percent of a business that's, mind you, a lot harder to put together than a design agency, <laughs> yes, yes. right? Like there are so many more rules and and things surrounding it, and you also have a physical product which then requires manufacturing and staff to put yes. together stuff like that. So yeah, I it, think that... it's really helped us with the with figuring the out the framework of of putting together a business
1: yes absolutely i think that one of the biggest things that this taught me and feel free to jump in here right. or go after me with some of the things that taught you one of the biggest things that it taught me was that i wasn't suited for spending all of my working day sitting in front of a computer
0: right <laughs> I didn't enjoy that at yeah all. you you a lot more prefer running <laughs> around and
1: not necessarily running around but being out and doing cool interesting things mm-hmm. right Yeah it also it also taught me that client communication is huge yeah um, I made a lot of mistakes in dealing with one of the clients that we had uh, yeah. that I only realized after the fact were big mistakes but they they hurt my reputability. so just just for everyone listening. I kind of created a web design agency here in Bermuda before Aiden came into the picture. Oh, that's I had, right. I had three clients or so. Um, I had three clients or so. And then I I basically got another client. And at that point, they wanted a logo and a website. And I was like, Aiden, listen, I know you're trying to get into branding a little bit. You're interested in doing logos. Right can you come on for this and do this and I'll do the website Mm -hmm. and and then we kind of came together and at some point we were like hey let's just do this together right Let's make
0: an agency out of this
1: right and we can do this for other people as well so that's what we did and it went horribly (laughs) to say the least um turns out creating things completely from scratch is way harder than it seems it's so
0: so hard yeah
1: (laughs) Even oh though I'd done God. it a couple of times before, it was way harder for especially the logo than Dude, we thought.
0: Creating a logo, creating a website, I think is uh, or or designing a website because it depends. You know, if you're coding and stuff, of course, creating a website is a lot harder. But I think like designing. Honestly,
1: I don't think so. I think that creating a really good logo is harder it's, than even programming so hard. The, the, the website.
0: And, oh so my I god, think... Illustrator is is maybe the most tedious software I've ever used in my life. <laughs>
1: my hatred that was for Illustrator
0: it just goes to the moon and back. It's crazy.
1: We eventually got it figured out. Let's not mention all the gritty details there, yeah. but we eventually got that figured out, and let's just say I never... It was... I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that I, I learned really from all that, because yeah. I won't an, make those mistakes again.
0: Learning experience, yeah.
1: But... I do not feel good about that project. No. I absolutely. will not feel good about that project. Never. But I think it was necessary for both of us. Absolutely. It, uh, eventually
0: <laughs> something like that had to happen. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everybody makes uh, stupid decisions that they learn a ton from. And so yeah. that, stu- that one stupid decision is more valuable than a lot of good decisions that you never learn from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, it's, it's we basically really to say the least we got put in our place we got put in our place real hard yeah and that brought us both some lessons that I think that we've carried into the future now and are using it to actually make real hopefully successful things
0: right yeah we were we were really I think at least I was really excited of the oh my god I can do this stuff to make money mm-hmm. you know what I mean but then it dawned upon us like oh my god I have to do this stuff to make money <laughs> yeah it's like, wait, this stuff I'm doing is hard. <laughs> it's like not I have to, only that, I have to know you're getting what I'm paid, doing.
1: I mean, we were getting paid decent money for it. Yeah, that right? was good money. For, it was pretty especially, good money,
0: honestly, for what we were doing. Yeah, it was pretty good.
1: We were getting paid pretty good money. Yeah. I don't. I, I think I've got away with dealing with clients because I don't know how the hell I convinced <laughs> them to go for that. But, but yeah, our that was, was not up to par, in no. my opinion.
0: It was. <laughs> It really was a learning experience of of what the whole process took, administration and working with clients. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, it was definitely beneficial.
1: I think also that if I didn't go through that entire process, I wouldn't have started the type of business that I have now. Right. Because I wouldn't have known that what I was doing back then is not at all what I was interested in doing in the future. Yeah, so I think that definitely taught us a lot of lessons. Is there anything in particular that you learned from it, or have we kind of gone I, over it all?
0: I think I, I think I learned kind of that I want to be in that industry. Kind of the opposite mm-hmm. from you that I I really enjoy, and I kind of I think I knew that beforehand with branding mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, which goes along with website design and um, like a business's marketing and a business's logo and stuff like that. You know?
1: Yeah, it all contributes to their brand, right.
0: and because. I really enjoyed working inside of this this productive system of creating a logo. You know what I mean? Or creating yes. a website. Like like you'd create something and we'd look over it and I'd be like, "Okay, what about this?" and you'd be like, "This, this." And I'd show you the logo and we'd have a conversation about it, you know? And yes. that really felt good. Even though it was terrible. That really yeah. it really felt good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that entire process was really great yeah. and I think that we were doing it decently well. We just had no experience.
0: Yeah. I, I was we really like, I was really Life like, training. man, this is what I want to do. Except next time I, I want to do it. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and, yeah. Cause like I look at, I look like Super Bowl. I really love looking at the ads and mm-hmm. I really love looking at like a cool website or like a billboard and seeing you know the placement of everything and like how this font's bigger than this one and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's, it's all just really interesting to me and how that all really uh like unintentionally affects the consumer's yes. Yes. view of that company and it's, it's... i think yeah, you can go, go ahead,
1: ahead. I, okay I... uh <laughs> <laughs> you go you i go. think i think that a big thing that both of us learned and you you might have already known this, but we were like, "How hard could this be?" You know, that's a good design. Oh, that's a good design. Oh, that's a great design. We can probably do that. Oh my and god! It's way different to recognize a good or terrible design versus creating one.
0: Oh my god! I I, it's, I mean, like you're
1: literally creating something from nothing, right? Uh, yeah.
0: It, it like seeing a really cool logo, um, is like, it's just interesting. Of like. You you never know what was behind the designer's inspiration for that logo. You know what I mean? Like how long it took, what the process was, what the communication was between them and the client, what the inspiration was. It it's really crazy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, it, it really it it puts that in perspective and really puts you in your place. Yes, as you said absolutely. earlier, when you actually try to create something like that, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Yeah, it's like I have I have mind you, I had a lot of respect for graphic designers and design and kind of designers in general, just because I, I recognize that that's a job that's needed and it's a job that's very useful and it's a job that's hard. But I never really understood it until I was and not even in it in a big way. You know, I just needed to create a logo. It wasn't even yes. uh, that that big of a deal. It wasn't a big company. It wasn't it wasn't a really complicated logo. It was yeah. just a logo. <laughs>
1: it didn't even need to be complicated. I know. And, we kind and, of and I just like
0: – it was crazy. It, it, even in that light of a situation, it showed me how – like it really gave me so much more respect than I already had for that for that field of people.
1: Yes. It's really crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, and I learned a lot about the administrative and kind of – that kind of side of things right i didn't there was a lot of stuff that i just didn't know at that point that i made mistakes on that um that i definitely should have learned from like some of the things you don't even know i sent the proposals in a google docs sheet rather than a pdf okay i sent the invoice in a i think the invoice was a pdf no the invoice was included in the proposal with the payable terms and I didn't actually... Yeah, so the amount that they were due to pay... so Okay, so the amount that they were due to pay was included in the proposal, but I didn't separately invoice that. Right. Right. They didn't agree to it and then be like... And then I was like, okay, let me send you the invoice. It was like, okay, you agreed to it, now pay me, right?
0: (laughs) That's so weird.
1: I... (laughs) I messed up on something in an email and only realized it after I sent it. So I clicked delete email and I was like, oh, this is fine. I can just delete the email within like a short period of time before they get it and resend it. That's not how emails work.
0: Wait, is that how you... (laughs) Okay, that was just like, that was just like, stupid. stupid. No offense. Yeah,
1: because I thought that it was like, okay, so if you send someone like an iMessage or a WhatsApp message, you can go over it and click delete and then it deletes it for everybody. Right? right i thought it was kind of the same thing it turns out it was not like that at all <laughs> so they got a bu- like a bombard of like two or three emails one time and oh they must goodness. be like what the hell and it was this exact same email pretty much
0: oh that's uh, that sucks to think about yeah, I like
1: yeah. so that. i i like cringe at that that's right. like something yeah, that yeah. i cringe about um but i'll never do it again
0: exactly so
1: right i learned yeah. from those mistakes yeah and now i know you know And now I send invoices and PDFs and now (laughs) I send proposals and PDFs and now I sign off on everything and now I don't double send emails. So it's just a lot of small things like that, that I would have learned in more serious stakes, but I learned in the, in the little league, you know? Yeah, of course.
0: Um, Yeah. I think the the big thing I learned and the takeaway is that I don't later on, like in my career, I don't want to have a career as a graphic designer i want to have a career as like the leader of the team right Right. that like i have a web designer and a graphic designer and these people that put together this project and i come in and they show me them like okay now like how does this work and like like how is this working and how does this work compared to that and what's the thought process behind you putting this here like on the website and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah Um, almost
1: a little bit more administratively
0: yeah and and then I have contact with the client and stuff like that, and I uh, kind of convey what the client wants to the designers, and I'm like the whole um, kind of final say of the thing. So so to right. do that, I really – You're kind of the
1: cristo to the blind.
0: Yeah, I, exactly. I, I really um, – I, of course, need to have that general understanding of design and stuff like that, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I, I can't just be some – you know, idiot it doesn't know what, like what they're talking about in this field that's leading this team. And right. so really right now it's, it's getting that experience to know what you're talking about when you have a team of people that are doing the job.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I think that's a great thing to, a great way to look at it.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I really appreciate you coming on today and I really appreciate having this conversation with you.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Um, it was a really it's good time. Good talking to you.